In today's world, it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day -day routines of life. Work, health, family, finances, the list goes on and on. So now more than ever, it's important to regain control of your life, your health, and your happiness. Welcome to Murphy's Medicine, hosted by Dr. Stephen A.R. Murphy, a father, entrepreneur, physician, and scientist dedicated to helping you plan for Murphy's Law by giving you Murphy's Medicine. We'll talk men's health, longevity, mental focus, and the importance of being a good dad. Now, let the conversation begin. Here's your host, Dr. Murphy. What's up? What's up? We are here for episode two. Episode two, that's right. I am here, your host, Stephen A.R. Murphy, MD. That's right. Dr. Murphy is here giving up his time with reading and philosophy to dispense his medicine. That's right. The warrior mystic, right? The warrior mystic, the um, philosopher warrior, the happy warrior, um, what have you. I, I think it's really important as we approach everything that we're going to do here on this podcast with a very, 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 very important set of principles, right? And I, I talked about those last episode. I did. I'm not going to go over them very much. We'll elucidate and go through them as time goes on. But I'll tell you, in the month of December, one of the things that really, really, really I focus on, very important, is my death on my terms. Why, what, why is Murphy and medicine talking about death? So I don't know how many of you golf, right? I, I, I golf when I try to golf or duff maybe. Duff is probably the better word for all of it. And all the great golfers think backwards, right? They think about where they want to take their shot to the hole. And you begin with the end in mind. You begin with the end in mind. And why that's so important is because the shots you're going to play in life ultimately are going to finish out. And in golf, it's you're going to hole out, right? You're going to have to sink a putt into the hole to finish the hole, right? I mean, they call it a hole for a reason because that's the last shot. And not to be morbid, but you're getting the ball buried in the dirt, right? I mean, that's the hole, whether it's the ancient Roman Paganica or the rolling fierce hills and fescue um, and wind in Scotland. So you're going to hole out in life. You're going to take the dirt nap, so to speak. And so uh, how do you want those terms to be? When do you want those terms to be? And most importantly, when you think about it with golf, you want that putt to be as simple as possible. You want that putt to be a putt which your skill set can execute flawlessly at the last moment. And so that's why in the month of December, I always like to begin with the end, begin with the end, end of your life. And how do you want those terms to be? What do you want them to be like? Who do you want to be with as best you can 
remember there's only certain things we can control as we must learn to love our fate and make the best out of all of it. And unfortunately, we have been busy fighting fate with modern society forever. We've been, <laughs> we've been really, really chewing it up. And, and one of the ways that we've done that is we've actually tried to separate out in, in a really bad way. I think in the worst way, actually, if you want my honest opinion, I think we've tried to separate out spiritual and physical, intellectual with the body, this sort of rational doctrine, whether it began with Hegel or more ancient, we had slowly been teasing out that which is intellectual from that which is physical. And this separation, I think, leads to modern suffering in man as a whole. And that suffering leads to a shortened lifespan. It leads to all sorts of vices and dopamine-seeking activities that eventually destroy you. They shorten your lifespan, shorten your longevity, and shorten your relationships. This is most influenced, I, I think, as a young man. I think when we get this through school, Right. So the de emphasis of sports lately, and this is not to say that, you know, concussive trauma or um, traumatic brain injury is a good thing. I, I don't want to go for that. Right? I don't want to go through for that at all. But I, I will tell you that the heroicism has been de emphasized. The heroicism in this world has been de-emphasized. And I think even you see that in modern culture, whether that's Disney, you know, full disclosure, I'm a stockholder and a Disney nut, right? I love Disney. But also through the stories we read in school, through the time that we have of this life, we're separating physical, <laughs> the festivus, right? Feats of strength, right? So we're getting rid of the strength feats while trying to separate and focus on intellectuality, what that can do is that can really kill a man's spirit. It can kill a man's spirit. I was talking the other day with my partner, and she said, you know, you have to be a strong person to be with you because you take massive risks. You take not little risks, but massive risks risks. And today that would be thought out as anti-intellectual, right? That would be thought out as over-physical, over-impulsivity, and we'd try and medicate that away with a bunch of Adderall, Ritalin, Concerta, Vyvanse, what have you, because you can't focus on the intellectual if you're taking those risks, or at least that's what the thought process is. Now, don't get me wrong. There are really good data so far scientifically that's been studied that if you treat ADHD, you reduce the risk-taking. You reduce the risk-taking. That's true. And risk-taking like drugs and risk-taking like promiscuity that leads to increased risk for HIV or other sexually transmitted diseases are not things that you really want your kids to be engaging in. But what about the other risks? What about the other risks in life? that you want your kids to take. A am I saying you shouldn't medicate those that are most severely afflicted with attention deficit disorder? 
I don't know. I think that's up for debate. I think we have to ask ourselves, why are more kids having ADHD? And I think a big thing we need to look at is the separation between physicality and intellectualism, especially in boys. And I, I have daughters, I have sons, and I can tell you right now that I'm not trying to be sexist, but we have an epidemic of ADHD in men. And what's happened now, it's led to an epidemic of ADHD in women because it's undiagnosed because they have softer signs. And I think the softer signs go back to the, the ability of women at, at, to cope much better than men in a lot of things. And when you think about the dual quality of man, when you think about the dual quality of um, men in society, it's been one that has slowly separated the physical from the rational. And, and what has happened is the overly intellectual view the overly physical as knuckle draggers. They view them as non-intellectuals. And the physical of us, those who are the, um, the great athletes or the um, those who push themselves in society physically are often viewing the intellectuals skeptically. They don't trust them. They think they're liars and thieves, conniving sort of people. I, I think of um, <laughs> SBF and FTX, right? He's supposed to be a smart guy. Everyone said he's the smartest guy in the room. Well, well, he's definitely not physical, right? That guy's definitely not physical. And so all the physical people um, definitely view that guy with some sort of skepticism, whereas Society has elevated the intellectual to the point of, oh, well, I want to invest in the smartest guy in the room. And they get hustled by the smartest guy in the room. Why? Because our society is an intellectual society these days. It's not really a physical society. But the problem is splitting the two of them, splitting that up. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Murphy's medicine is a dose of physical metaphysical, spiritual, and molecular. We cannot separate these. We cannot eliminate one or the other. It is not for the betterment of society. And in fact, what we have going on in society is a suffering of mankind and a suffering of men. Because this dual quality, this dualism, this duality of physicality and intellectualism has been severed as if we have taken, we're <laughs> Phineas Gage, right? We, we've taken and separated the hemispheres of the brain. No longer can you be a right-handed and a left-handed. No longer can you be a right brain and a left brain. They're severed. That severing is unnatural. And it's leading to a lot of disease that we have in society. And I'll tell you right now, what can go wrong will go wrong. That's Murphy's Law. And it's only happening more often as we separate our physical nature from our intellectual nature. You know, man really has compartmentalized his life. And it, it, it hasn't happened just magically. This happened through schools. Part of social um, constructing that we have in society is that which 
we teach and emphasize intellectualism, look at all the schools today pulling back on all sorts of physical activities, whether it's gym or whether it's organized sports. I can tell you right now, as much as we want to laud our baseball players like Aaron Judge or our football players or our European football players that, you know, the Americans here with the World Cup, and, and we want to laud these these athletes, right? whether we want to laud Serena Williams, which I think we should, there's no doubt about that, or whether we want to view them as anti-intellectual. You see that? Right away, you can see it. What happens is, if you're a great athlete, you're a jock. And if you're a jock, you must be dumb and lead the unexamined life. I mean, just look at it. Look at Tom Brady getting swindled by FTX. There's a great jock. Well, he went to University of Michigan. It's a very good school, but he was there for football. And I can tell you, <laughs> I was at Penn State when he was at Michigan. He wasn't very good at football back then. So we have an intellectual warrior. We begin to bring them together. Unfortunately, the problem is that by, <laughs> by giving people great amounts of money without teaching them how to use it, it's easy to separate a fool from their money. When I think about man and now, when I think about the unique issue, issues that revolve around men's health and men's wealth and men's life, you, you have to first, you have to first recognize that you can't build up the intellectual without building up the physicality because both of them are intertwined. And to neglect one for the other leads to cynicism. It leads to... Um, it leads to risks that that manifest throughout man's life. So this duality duality in man is has been de-emphasized, and and we have to fix it. And and the way you you do that is you have to recognize that you are a person who compartmentalizes your day, whether you're at work or whether you're home with your family, or or whether you're, you're with your kids if you're a parent, or whether you are um, on vacation. Right, you you deftly move between all of those scenarios. But what happens is you're separating. You're, you're a man of high ideals when you're at your home. But if you're a finance person working and fighting a battle against someone else, you know, maybe it's permissible to swindle or cheat. There's a lot of chivalry that's gone by the wayside. And that is directly due to the splitting of the man that we have become. And we do that by labeling ourselves, by giving ourselves um, different abilities, uh, different names so we can conform, right? We try and conform whether it's one group or another group, whether you're a registered Democrat or Republican, whether you're a vegan or a carnivore diet, whether you're spiritual or an atheist, whether you are um, a blue collar or a white collar, whether you... Um, the list just goes on and on, guys. We put labels on ourselves. And these labels are only emphasized when we get on social media. When we get on social media, and when we get on social media, it can be some of the most damaging stuff that we have out there. Hi, I'm a guy on social media, and I run my mouth, right? I run my mouth on social media. And sometimes what comes out is suboptimal. And then I have to reflect on my own philosophy, my own 
spirituality and and recognize that sometimes what we put out there is is suboptimal and we have failings we have shortcomings and this split between physicality and intellectualism really really hurts man and we have very much emphasized intellectualism in society to the great detriment of physicality at the same time when one is physical and you're in a tribe for physicality whether it's football or you know i think of sports like that or baseball or whatever the um the emphasis is on the physical that being said at the highest levels it's also on the intellectual and you can see that every day whether it's collegiate football or professional football or i i think about baseball and um there there are these two tribes in baseball right there's the analytics right my um my uh, good friend Michael Kay will talk about the bean counters and the analytics and the statisticians. And then you will have someone like John Boy or, uh, sorry, if you don't know who John Boy is, you should go look up Jimmy O'Brien, right? So these, these um, pretty cool people that have developed a social media following that ultimately end up proving their worth and their mettle intellectually with analysis on different sports and they talk about the physical. And so there's a constant back and forth, right? The the intellectual, the statistician will say, oh no, you don't pitch this guy in this situation or you don't put this guy to bat when this pitcher is up because um, the statistics overall don't bear out, right? It's like Rain Man or, um, or in, um, uh, uh, in those movies, I can't remember, Zach Galifianakis, where he goes to the casino table to win all sorts of money. And, um, and he thinks about numbers in his head or rounders with poker, the intellectual. And, and statistics are, are, uh, are the worst kind of lies, right? I mean, that, even look at uh, Samuel Clemens. There are three kinds of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Statistics can be manipulated or perceived in a whole host of different ways. The whole myth that the devil created is that numbers don't lie. Numbers lie because they're made by men. And men lie. Men lie. And you can shave statistics and shape to statistics however you want. So approaching them with an intellectual rigor will only get you so far. And the problem with that in baseball is simple. There's a lack of curiosity. There's a lack of wonder. There's a lack of gut instinct baseball. Right? What's gut instinct baseball? The statistics may say you don't pitch this guy against this batter, but the gut baseball says, I don't know, that pitcher looks really angry and really motivated. And right now that batter looks like they're cowering. They look a little physically worn. They look a little tired. I think we can change the fates of statistics by being a little more physical. And so this ultimate fight happens every day in modern society. And what truly needs to happen is actually the integration. 
the integration of our physical nature with our intellectual nature, our spiritual nature with our physical nature. And so I'm going to posit this for you today that you carry this out. Ask yourself, am I a more intellectual person or am I more physical? And if you're a more physical person, today's dose of Murphy's medicine is to become more intellectual. Well, that's great. How am I going to do that? Try meditation. Try prayer. There's real power in prayer and it helps heal the soul. The same is true with transcendental meditation. Learn how to meditate. Learn how to be still. Learn how to be curious. Learn how to appreciate and wonder the existence that is man. Read and learn about how our body functions. Read and learn how to still your soul. A lot of physicality in those that are over physical in my mind is running away from the examined life. And this is not to say physicality is not a good thing to be honed. It is, but it must be balanced. Just like the quadricep and the hamstring must have balance in their muscular function, otherwise you will pull a quadricep or a hamstring. The same is true with physicality and intellectualism. I don't care what Hegel said about um, rationality right now because over-rationality leads to the overdevelopment of your mind at the expense of your physical nature. Intellectualism without physicality will lead to cynicism, will lead to critique. And cynicism, especially pessimism, is, is a vice that must be extinguished for you to move on in life, for you to move on in life. So today I am, I'm putting it to you guys. I'm telling you guys, listen, crystal clear here. Your mind and your body must reunite. They must become one. You must recognize that you're pivoting between different scenarios in life. Physician, podcaster, media host, financial analyst, father, son. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not the Holy Ghost. We, re we rotate through these things in life with different levels of physicality and intellectualism. But what I'm telling you today, Murphy's dose of medicine for the day is to ask yourself, are you currently more intellectual than your physical? Or are you currently more physical than you are intellectual? Take time, work on a plan to develop that which is most weak. Find your weakness and work on it. And remember, we are meant to be both physical and intellectual. All right, that's episode two. Thanks for joining me. Remember, the only cure for the diagnosis of Murphy's Law is Murphy's Medicine. Thanks a lot. Stay tuned. If you like what you heard today, make sure you comment. Comment in our comment section. Take a listen. Apple and Spotify. Rate us. <laughs> if you want to say, ah, you're crazy, go ahead and say that too. Reach out to us. Reach out to me. Send me an email if you got any questions. If you want to be on the show, we are 
building and booking throughout the year. We're very excited to what we have. And remember, when Murphy's Law is the diagnosis, Murphy's Medicine is the treatment. Thanks for listening to Murphy's Medicine with Dr. Stephen A.R. Murphy. Got a question for the doctor? Email us at doc at murphysmedicine.com. And for more information on this podcast, visit our website at murphysmedicine.com. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Murphy's Medicine. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. And tell your friends they too can start planning for Murphy's Law by listening to Murphy's Medicine. Thanks again for listening. We can all do something, right? Yeah, and if we had more and more Murphys out there, the world would be a better place.